and welcome to the first and ten podcast. Um, yeah, it's not not Ross this time. Uh, yeah, he's got some issues at home. Oh, that makes it sound really bad. Is a child's ill, so yeah, nothing too too bad. But yeah, get well soon. Um, so yeah, I'm doing this solo. I mean, it's obviously not going to be as slick as when uh, Ross is a lot more professional than I am, but I'll do my best. Um, I'm going to do a run through of the games from this weekend. Um, nothing too crazy, just a minute or two on each one. Um, then I've got some of your questions, and then that'll sort of be it for this week. Um, well, not for this week, because we'll be back on Thursday have a preview. Uh, hopefully, Ross will be with me for that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's been a bit of news. Obviously, the Antonio Brown stuff's dominated again. But, um, yeah, if you want to hear about that, you can listen to the Patriots podcast. Or one of all our many podcasts, I'm sure you got mentioned on all of them. We've got Patriots, Steelers, Jags, Cowboys. Um, who else we got? Saints. We've got loads of them. There's loads of them. And uh, I'll be putting a competition out. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, actually, the competition will be up. Give it a bit of delay, getting things sorted. But, yeah, they're sorted now. So, um, yeah, I'll get hopefully the competition up today. Check that out on all our Facebook, Twitter on firstandten.co.uk there's going to be some really good prizes on there we've got there's going to be a lot of prizes so yeah get involved all we've got to do is um, like share tag people all that sort of thing you know all the usual competition stuff but yeah we really want to build first and ten this year and i mean hopefully that means we can do more for you and get bigger and better guests and all that sort of thing so yeah help us to do that and help us to grow by sharing all of them but yeah, they'll be up later today, hopefully. So when this come, when you listen to this, they'll hopefully be out. But yeah, I'm rambling on now, so I might as well get on with it. Um, oh, first up, we got Thursday night football. Thursday night football between the Jags and the Titans, where the Jags sort of ran away with it a bit as uh, 27 winners. Conditions were pretty bad. I mean, those of you who have read my Betfair column, you know, one out this week with a bit more of an interesting game. Um, yeah, make sure you read that. Maybe don't follow my tips. Although, I was two out of three on this one, so, you know, you do. But I had picked the Titans on that. But, yeah, I just thought the Titans just had a bit too much of the Jags. But, you know, it was back to the usual Titans. Mariota had 304 yards, but, I mean, I don't think it was that good of a game. It was just one of them weird games. But, yeah, the Jags and Gardner Minshew and DJ Sharker, they really got a good connection. But we'll see if that continues. But it's something interesting to watch and... I do wonder if Nick Foles ever actually gets the job back in Jacksonville because, I mean, obviously they're paying him a lot of money and, I mean, if Minshew is the future, which I'm not saying he is, but there's some good signs there from him, then, I mean, there's not a ton of reason to keep Nick Foles around, to be honest, but we'll see how that plays out. You know, it wasn't the most interesting of games, but the Jazz get the get the win and uh, move to 1-2, and two, same as the Titans, and, you know, if he just picks the Texans... Even stronger at the top of this division, but we'll see how that division plays out. Um, next up, we've got the Patriots and the Jets. Um, it was a 30-14 win to the Patriots, but I, mean, I think it was more comfortable than that. The two Jets touchdowns came on. A Jarrett Stidham pick six and a muff punt. So, yeah, a bit of a weird one, but I think the Jets end up covering that massive spread in the end. But, yeah, it was, um, I think... Tell of injuries as much as anything for the Patriots. Uh, Julian Edelman went out of a chest injury, and Josh Gordon went out of a couple of injuries, but come back. But yeah, it was a pretty comfortable win for the Patriots, and 
probably a bigger test to come this week against, well, maybe it's definitely on, God, fuck those were planned, on to the Bengals who lost to the Bills who moved to 3-0, and which, uh, I mean, it's pretty incredible for the Bills, but I mean, no offence to them, they haven't had the toughest start. They've played, what, the Jets, the Giants and the Bengals. It's not, um, yeah, it's not been too tough. And free, you still got to beat them teams and 3-0 and is good, but I think they're one of these... We do our are you buying or are you selling? I think I'd uh, sell the bank, sell the bills right now. To be honest with you, but I mean I don't want to be harsh, and obviously I'm tempting fate here as they're playing my team on Sunday. But yeah, I just I'm not sure they're a contender that their record perhaps says. I mean the the Bengals had every chance of winning this game and for a late pick and the uh, Dalton, but yeah so weird weird the Bengals because I do like the Bengals and I think there's a lot to like about what they're doing but maybe when AJ Green comes back and it looks like it's close maybe I don't think it's going to be this week but maybe week 5 or 6 then I think week 5 is a short week for them but yeah week 6 maybe is the target but once he's back then I think things will uh, improve their offence and Andy Dalton and the team as a whole but yeah I don't think they are an 0-3 team compared to some of these other 0-3 teams but yeah, they've got to win games like that if they're going to do anything. But, yeah, we'll see how they play out. Next up, we've got Dallas, um, who, I mean, kept it tight against Miami for a while. It's the tightest Miami have kept it so far this season, but pulled away in the second half. And uh, Prescott and Amari Cooper sort of scored a couple of touchdowns between them and really sort of pulled away from the Dolphins, who, I mean, they didn't look completely hopeless in this game, which... I guess it's something positive. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins, at this stage, I just don't know how they win a game. But the Cowboys look good again. And I mean, they struggled a little bit in the first half, but yeah, picked it up when it mattered. And I think that's what they can do. Ezekiel uh, Elliott had 125 yards on the ground. And, you know, looked good again. Cooper, six receptions, a couple of touchdowns. They're definitely going to be a threat, aren't they, come the end of the season? Next up. We've got the Broncos at the Packers, and I thought the Packers looked really good in this game. I think 27-16, I think the Packers were a bit better than that, to be honest. But, yeah, they got the early score from uh, Valdez Scantlin, and then, yeah, just never really looked back. I think, yeah, I really think that the Packers are a contender here. For me, it's them and the Rams at the top of the NFC. I don't mean there's such a gap like there is in the... AFC with the Patriots and the Chiefs, but for me, I, I, yeah, I really like what the Packers are doing. The defense has just really stepped up, and I mean, the offense is obviously going to be decent enough with Aaron Rodgers in there. So, yeah, I think they're a real contender, and they can. I think they can beat any team really. I think they're they're just built to win games now, where perhaps they haven't been in the past, and I think the coaching change has helped a bit. But yeah, for me, I really like the Packers, and I mean, the Broncos fall to zero and three, and. Things didn't look good. Emmanuel Sanders had a post after the um, after the game. I can't even remember what he said now. It was something about being in Sucktown or something like that. You know, didn't exactly seem too happy there, did they? Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, a strong Green Bay team. And the Broncos have not had the easiest start in the world. But I, mean, it, I, think, I feel like if Drew Locke was healthy, then there'd be talks about... Joe Flacco's time ending. Yeah, 213 yards, 20 for 29. Uh, no touchdowns and interception, which is fine. But, yeah, it's so uninteresting and uninspiring. And 
Yeah, they're ahead of nothing, are they, the Broncos? So when when Lock gets back, then I, I think we could see him come in pretty quickly. Next up, we got a big win for the Colts. They uh, moved to two and one with a win over the Falcons. Uh, just held on twenty seven twenty four. They got off to a big lead, and then the Falcons come back in the second half, but just couldn't do enough. I mean, the Falcons. It's such a weird game. Matt Ryan. He finished twenty nine of thirty four, three hundred four yards, three touchdown interception. But I mean, halfway through this game, it felt like they couldn't do a thing on offense. All that came in the second half, and. Devontae Freeman had 88 yards, which is a good good day for him and a bit better. But again, for half the game, he looked like he couldn't do anything. It's uh, yeah, this it's a weird Falcons team, and I mean, once Drew Brees goes down with injury, you think they're the favourites for this division. But I mean, right now, are we are we sure the Falcons are actually good? It's it's really hard to know because there's more evidence that this offense, this is what they are. They're uh, They've sort of done what Blake Bortles used to do. The Jags got so far behind and then made a comeback and the stats look a hell of a lot better at the end of the day than they perhaps did if you're watching the game. But, yeah, for me, I'm just not sure the Falcons are for real. And, yeah, it'd be a shame for Falcons fans because, I mean, this is obviously a talented team and whether it's coordinator, coach, I mean, Dan Quinn must be... Must be... It seems warming up, shall we say. It's not... uh, Not sure he's on the hot seat or anything, but it's warming up, but... On the other side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett had a good day. and I mean, his stats are pretty similar to Ryan's. It's a little, less, uh, little lower completion percentage. But I think he had a better day, really. And Yeah, the Colts are yeah, 2-1. They're definitely a threat for the Texans. I've, I, I thought that without luck, they might struggle a bit. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to be as good. And I don't think they're a contender. But I think they can challenge the Texans for for that division. I mean, next up we had probably what 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 coming into it was the game of the week in uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens, and the Chiefs just well didn't just hold on; they played well and won thirty three twenty eight. But yeah, this was a good game. The Chiefs, like in that Colts game, the Chiefs got off to a really good start and had a big lead, and then the uh, Ravens come right back. I think it was twenty three six at halftime to the Chiefs, and then yeah, the Ravens had a really good second half and. Lamar Miller, he is showing that he can pass the ball. I don't think he's ever going to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning and just passing it like that, but he can be a threat now, and that makes this Ravens team a real danger. And I think if this was in Baltimore, then it would have been a really interesting one. Mark Ingram had a massive day with three touchdowns and 103 yards. Mahomes, as usual, just another massive day, 374 yards and three touchdowns. It was just... Yeah, just a really good game. And I think these are probably two of the best three teams in the AFC. It's hard to hard to put a team above the Ravens right now once you get past them top two, isn't it? There's The Chargers aren't. The Chargers are just doing Chargers things. The Texans are okay, but I think I'll take the Ravens over them. Obviously, the Steelers are struggling now. The Browns have got their struggles. It's, the contenders are sort of falling away a little and... Yeah, for me, I think the Ravens are the big threat to, I guess, what we call the big two in that conference right now. But yeah, Chiefs get another win and move to 3-0. and and The Ravens are 2-1, but yeah, I think they're big favourites in that north now. Uh, on to the Raiders and the Vikings. who I mean, the Vikings just crushed them, didn't they? They were up early and never really looked in danger at all. 
Another great game from Dalvin Cook, 110 yards, a touchdown. Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown early, and uh, but still he didn't didn't look great. 174 yards, but he was fine. Derek Carr, another in a similar sort of game really. His stats look a lot better because they scored on that a lot of late touchdown drive that made things look a bit better. But yeah, they struggled. Josh Jacobs didn't have the greatest game, and yeah, it's tough to know with this Raiders team because I think most of us want them to do well I think obviously that hard knocks thing makes you uh, like these teams a bit more but yeah there there definitely struggles there in Oakland and it's hard to really know where they're going from here because I mean they're one and two but I mean they're playing they're, they're trying and they've had a tough start in fairness but yeah they're yeah they're not a great team and I mean, this one's about the Vikings, really, and what they can be. And I think against Green Bay, they struggled a bit, but we saw, again, what they can be. And because they are very much a run-first team, and Dalvin Cook is the one is the leader on this offense. If he can stay healthy, then they're a threat to anyone. If he can't, then it's hard to really see them doing too much. They might make the playoffs still, but they're not going to be a real contender. Next up... We've got what was expected to be a contender and to a bad start in the Eagles who lost at home to the Lions who a surprising unbeaten team. They're 2-0-1 now. And, I mean, the Lions look pretty good in this. Uh, yeah, it was a, a real surprise to me. And obviously um, the Eagles had plenty of injuries but well, they just didn't look that great and Wentz didn't look amazing and I'd say I know they had injuries particularly on in the pass catching but yeah you expect him to look a bit better than this I mean I'm not sure the Lions are a real threat but I mean they've shown that they can win these games and I mean I don't feel like they're playing that well and they might come back to earth a little but I mean right now they are a threat to anyone but yeah I'm not sure it'll last but it's uh yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out. Next up, we have got the Panthers at the Cardinals. And big win for the Panthers, who really needed it. They're now at, what, 1-2? And, two. and uh, yeah, things, things were looking a bit bleak. And then, obviously, Cam Newton out of injury. And they've already ruled him out for next week after Kyle Allen had a really good game. He had 19-26. Four touchdowns in the end and uh, 261 yards. It was a yeah, real big game and real needed game for this Panthers team. Who, I mean, I think, I think a few of us on this podcast were uh, well, me and Ross both were, and then in the picks we do, which we'll get on the stands of that later. But yeah, I think we were picking the Cardinals and quite fancy them to be this the game they, that Murray gets his first win. But yeah, the Panthers just look great, and I mean, I don't think we can say the quarterback controversy, but. I mean, a few more games like this and there might be. Um, yeah, big game for Christian McCaffrey, big game for Carl Allen. And, you know, they there is a there is a chance there. There's The NFC South is wide open right now. And if the Panthers can go on a nice run, then they are a contender. And, yeah, they're, they're going to be a tough team if they can play like this each week. The Cardinals... I mean, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. I think they are going to win soon. I don't think they're a terrible team, but they're not They're not a good team and they're going to be picking top five most likely next year. But, yeah, things are on the up, but there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, next up we've got 
<laughs> probably one of the more talked about games because Daniel Jones led the Giants back in a big comeback against the uh, Bucks. I think they were up 18 points at one stage, the Buccaneers, and end up losing 32-31 to Daniel Jones and the Giants. I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I wasn't a massive fan of Jones coming out. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm not going to be one of these. I'm not going to backtrack. I didn't think he was really gonna, ever going to be a great NFL quarterback. And, you know, the Bucks aren't the toughest start to come in against. But he had two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, over 300 yards. There was... I mean, I think the thing is here, they might not be good, but for the first time in quite a while now, the Giants are going to be fun to watch, which, yeah, I don't know when the last time you could really say that. Sorry to Eli and his fans, but yeah, they've definitely not been fun to watch, that's for sure. And I think they are now. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on moving forward, but yeah, right now this uh, this Giants team is a lot more interesting and a lot more watchable than they were. Obviously, the bad news for them was uh, Barkley going out of an ankle injury and it looks like he's going to miss multiple weeks. And I mean, it, in the long term, it might end up being okay because it might mean they win a few less games and you know get a better pick that can help them moving forward. But not never good to see a player injured, and especially one with Barkley's talent. This was on the other side. This was a crushing loss to the Bucks. Who, I mean, Mike Evans had 190 yards and just absolutely bullied the quarterback all game. And Winston had 308 yards. This was this was more the Bucks team I expected coming in and. I wonder if this is what they could be moving forward. It was just an absolute collapse and oh, yeah, a couple of missed kicks from Matt Gay and yeah, really weird one at the end from Bruce Arians taking the delay of game and moving it back five yards and yeah, his explanation after the game, you should go and watch it because I mean, basically it's nonsense to be honest with you. He's, he prefer, he's better from five yards back or something like that. It's just, yeah, I mean, I like Arians but yeah, not his finest uh, moment there. I mean, next up we've got the Texans and the Chargers who, I mean, the Chargers just do it all the time. It was just, just such a Chargers game, wasn't it? They, they're up, I can't remember what they're up now. They were up 17-7 at half time and then, yeah, just threw it away really. I mean, the Texans are, are a decent team and at 2-1 now. As I said earlier, they're definitely the favourites in that AFC South, but I don't think they're in the same class as some of these other AFC teams. They might be a threat to them, but I can't see them winning three, four games in a row in the playoffs to really do it. But, I mean, they've got all the pieces. Well, not all the pieces. They've got a lot of high-end talent, as we always say. They've got... It's just the depth they're lacking, but, I mean, Watt had a really good game this one, and I think the Texans were just had five, six sacks this game and Rivers couldn't really do anything but yeah it's a bit of a comeback to her for Eckler as well he struggled in this game to get running and I mean sort of shows that anyone can do it for a couple of weeks and maybe Melvin Gordon's a little bit more valuable than he's getting credit for I'm not sure the charges are paying lots on that but I think people have dismissed Melvin Gordon as this just any old running back and I think he's a bit more than that but yeah that's uh that's a story for another day. But yeah, the Texans get a get an important win and they can really go on from here and make that AFC South their own and really pull away. Um, 
to what was a really weird game in the 49ers and Steelers. I think I think in the first half, the Steelers had like four turnovers or not long into the second half. And when it still never felt like they were going to win. I think at 6-3 up, they had uh, had four turnovers, which is just crazy. And I think the stat was it. I can't remember the exact, but basically no team had ever what lost, um, yeah, or lost a game with that many turnovers at the time. And yeah, it, to me it felt like all the way through that the 49ers were going to end up pulling away from here. They had a bit of a a bit of a dodgy start, but yeah, they always felt like they were going to win. And I mean, even when they went down in the fourth quarter, they still felt like they were going to win it. But yeah, the 49ers move on to three and zero, which. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, probably is a big surprise to be honest. It's they've not done it perfectly, and Jimmy Garoppolo's had his struggles. But I mean, they feel like a team that can can win a few games. I don't, so I don't think they're in the same class as some of these other NFC teams. But they're definitely going to be a decent team in there or thereabouts. Where on the other side, right now, this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I mean, it's sort of dead, is it? I mean, I don't want to be too harsh to. Steelers fans and I mean I'm sure you can hear a more in-depth view of that when you uh, see this podcast recording tonight I believe so yeah listen to that one for a more in-depth review but to me Mason Rudolph they had talked him up all week and then yeah he really struggled and I mean any thoughts of Big Ben losing his job to Rudolph sort of went out the window pretty quickly in this game he yeah really did struggle with stats don't look too bad but yeah <laughs> he, he wasn't good and yeah, this is a struggle here, and it's hard to know where the Steelers go from here. Do they almost tank it and get a high pick? Well, I suppose saying that they've already traded their pick away, haven't they? So, I mean, yeah, this is a really weird season, and Minka Fitzpatrick had a big impact. He had a forced fumble and a pick, I believe, in the first quarter or first two quarters. But I mean, the way it's going, that pick is going to be a top 10 pick at least and maybe even sort of nearer the top of the draft so that could be a pricey pricey move they've made there and yeah this there's not much hope for the uh Sears at this stage the Ravens look strong they they look a class apart the Ravens and even with Big Ben I feel like the Ravens are probably favourites would be favourites now sorry and yeah Sears are 0-3 and really really struggling I mean, the team that really you thought might struggle a bit more was uh, the Saints, but they, came, they went into Seattle and won there against a, what was the 2-0 and Seahawks. Um, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he wasn't incredible, but he did enough, and Alvin Kamara is always going to help. He had, like, I think he had 10 receptions or something like that. Oh, nine receptions, 92 yards. Had that 69 yards rushing, and... I mean, he is the offence now. He is going to be... If the Saints do anything this season, it's probably going to be because Alvin Kamara has been incredible. And I mean, to me, at this stage, if you're looking for a dark horse MVP candidate, then Alvin Kamara could be it because he could put up historic numbers here because he sort of has to. There's there's not really tons out. You've got Michael Thomas, but I don't think he's going to be the same Michael Thomas with uh, Teddy throwing the ball, unfortunately. Yeah, the Seahawks have a disappointing loss here and one they probably would have been quite confident going into. And I mean, they had a couple of late touchdowns, didn't they, to make it look a bit closer. But I mean, it was 33-14 with five minutes left, I think. And 
Yeah, it was, it was a disappointing performance from the Seahawks who can put these ones in there. But, yeah, I mean, if Ross was here, he'd go into it a bit more. And, again, they had uh, the Seahawks podcast UK started up this week and had an instant reaction. So, yeah, go and listen to that because it's quite an interesting listen. And be interested to see how, what happened here with the Seahawks. Like, because, I don't know, they're, they're the same team, aren't they, as last year? They're, they're sort of good and they're sort of threat, but... Are they really going to put it together, and is it going to end with a Super Bowl? And I mean, I'm not sure it is. And yeah, it's a weird situation in Seattle right now. So I go to the Sunday night game between the Rams and the Browns. I mean, this was a disappointing loss for the Browns, wasn't it? They had every chance, and Freddie Kitchens come out of this with a lot of criticism. They were up heading into the fourth quarter, but couldn't do it and down seven they had they were at first and goal from about the five with plenty of time on the clock and it ended with a fourth down interception from Baker Mayfield that you know oh yeah it was four really bad plays and four real bad play calls but I mean you can't just take it put it all on kitchens but I mean, we've got some questions coming up, and there is one about Kitchens. I won't get into him too much now, but yeah, things aren't looking great there. And I, mean, I did say before the season that th- I think things could go wrong. They've got a real tough start here, and I mean, they're at one and two now, and they've got some tough teams coming up. So yeah, things don't look great in Cleveland. But the Rams, it wasn't their best game in the world, but they got the win and moved to three and zero. And as I mentioned earlier, in the Green Bay. But I think they're my top two teams this division, and I think they are they are the real the class of the conference. Sorry, not division. You know what I mean. They're the real class of the conference, and yeah, they can. I think they can go one better. The Rams. It's it's early, but I think they're more around a team, and maybe not as fun to watch as they have been in the last year or two. But yeah, for me, they're a real fun one, and they can really go on and maybe do something special this season. And then we have the Redskins who yeah, had a really boring Monday night football game against the uh, Bears. It was 28 nothing at half-time or 28-3. Yeah, this was a, a really bad one for the Redskins. And, I mean, it can't be long till Keenum loses his job there. He hasn't played terribly, but they've got to get Dwayne Haskins in there, really. I mean, a good win for the Bears, but, I mean, Trubisky had three touchdowns, but I don't think he threw the ball more than about five yards. So, yeah, not exactly a great performance. I mean, it's not time to stay from this one because you know it was pretty dull and you know you can watch it if you want to, but I wouldn't recommend it. I mean that's it for the roundups then. So I mean I'll get onto your questions. We had quite a few questions in because the week when I'm doing it on my own we've got lots of questions. But I go to Facebook first. We got one from Derek Wainford. Do you think anyone will try and sign Antario, Antonio Brown due to the baggage he brings? Obviously a talented player, but cause a lot of problems. I mean at this stage I can't really see it. His post saying he's quitting the NFL seemed a bit like that thing of uh, didn't want to play in the NFL anyway. When the owners have all decided they're not going to give him a job, so yeah, for me, I just can't really see it now. He's, I think he's burnt bridges with too many, too many teams or too many influential owners. But I mean, these players, whenever that's happening, do tend to get more chances. But I mean, I think it, I think that's it for Brown. Yeah, his post at the weekend definitely said that to me, but we'll see. Then we got on from at Dino Rebranded. 
of the teams to have a rough start weeks one to three, who do you see bouncing back quickest and hardest? And do and of the teams to have a good start, who do you see crashing down to earth? I mean, the Bills are off to zero and three, and the Redskins and um, the 49ers are zero and three. So, I mean, I can't really see them keeping that up. But I mean, I don't know the the teams that are what the zero um, and three teams because I mean, there's some bad teams in there, but. Yeah, it's the Redskins. I think could turn it around. The Cardinals might be a bit better. I mean, the Panthers are one and two, so they they're on a nice run. And the Jets, Dolphins, they're pretty much dead already, aren't they? The Chargers at one and two are obviously a team that can turn it around. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any of them other than the Chargers that really look like they're going to be a much better team than they're showing. But yeah, I think there's more teams that are going to crash back to earth than are going to turn it around the other way. Um, and now we got one from Jean-Luc Afresh. He says, at what stage do Washington cut ties with Gruden and Manuski? I'm free to it'll be sooner rather than later. I mean, I think Gruden will keep the job till the end of the season at least, but yeah, to me, he's a dead man walking. And Unless Haskins comes in and really plays well, I don't really know why I keep him around. I don't mind Gruden as a coach, but I think it's just time for time for that one to end and him to move on, the team to move on to someone else, but... Yeah, I think it'll probably be more of an end of season thing, but yeah, I don't think he'll be in charge come next season. And then we got one from AJ at JCaps underscore. Do you think the Pats the Pats can keep this form up and get another ring, or will Kansas up their game this year? I mean, obviously, I think the Patriots can win the Super Bowl again, but I mean, the Chiefs are better than they were, I think, a year ago. Mahomes is probably playing better now, and yeah, they're a real threat. But obviously, I think the Patriots can win another ring. And our last one, because, you know, this is hard on mine. How long do you give Freddie Kitchens to get his stuff together from an offence play calling perspective before firing comes into the discussion? That's from at J Alex Murphy. I mean, it's hard, but it's the easiest position or easiest job to quickly move on from. There's, they can't really just move on from Baker. They're paying like Beckham and all these players too much money to just move on from them. I think he'll get a chance, but I mean it's only three games in. But things look terrible so far, and he really does need to turn that around quickly because yeah, things look awful, and he's coming for a lot of criticism already after being sort of quite a big name last season at the end for what he did with Baker. But yeah, things look anything but that this season. So yeah, I think a bit of time still, but if they don't turn things around, and as I've already mentioned, they've got a tough schedule coming up, then yeah, they could struggle a little bit. I mean, that's the end of the question, so thanks for them, and keep them coming in next week. Hopefully uh, Ross will be here to answer them with me, because yeah, I'm not sure when he's asking the questions, I can just answer them, but yeah, we'll, hopefully he's back and should be back for Thursday. Um, you can follow us all the usual places, First and Ten on Facebook, at First and Ten underscore on Twitter. Um, as I said, by the time you listen to this, there'll probably be a competition up, so get entering that, loads of stuff to win. Um, I guess that's it. So, yeah, this is the worst bit, silent enough. But until next week, I'll see you later. <laughs>